Dude, I'm feeling gay. Good, dude. <laughs> you feeling good, dude? Feeling good, dude. I'm going to start this thing or what? Let's do it, man. How you doing, Chris? I'm feeling pretty good, Jared. How you doing? Um, well, got my brother from the same mother, Dave Britt, in the house today. Yo. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> nice. We're all good, dude. All good. Yeah, and I was keeping the guest streak alive. We had Chuck last week with Doolittle. Yeah. He did quite more than a little. I think Chuck did a great job. He did a great job. So Thank you for coming in, Chuck. He got to pick the record. We always let the guests pick because you're a guest. Mm. So we let you pick. You come up with this one? Did I, did I tell you this one? I think, yeah, you I did. Think, I think I did, yeah. Um, we're going to do... <laughs> what I just said, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about it, but I don't know who's... Uh, Whose idea it yeah. was, but yeah, uh, it's a record I listen to a lot. Uh, it's Origin of Symmetry by yeah. Muse. Yes, yes. And Dave, you've been on the show before. Yep. <laughs> Just throw it to you right there. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see here. This might be my fourth time on the podcast. It always feels fresh, dude. Yeah. It always feels fresh. It feels good. Um, where were you? When this album came onto your radar. Oh, shit. Okay, so Jared actually bought me their next album for my birthday. Um, Absolution in like 2004. CD? Yep. Uh, so I was 16. He bought that record for my for me for my birthday. Listened to it. It was all right. I wasn't like a huge fan, honestly. I was like, ah, shit, this isn't that great to me. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, but it didn't, <laughs> it didn't hit me, but I did look to another album of theirs, you know, when I had it and, uh, uh and that was origin of symmetry and it was, I thought it was fresh even yeah. then. So it was, was this, uh, one of the first bands that you started going back in, back into their catalog? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, far to go at that. Well, I guess there's forward to go. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> uh, but anyway, was breaking down time travel. Time <laughs> goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Absolution at the time, so I just looked for something that they did. Uh, you know, something else just to see, because everyone that I knew said that they were rad. So yeah. I, like, I, I figured all these people can't be wrong, so I looked to see if maybe this one just isn't my, <laughs> you know, maybe this record just isn't my record. Yeah, yeah. That record is my record now, too. I love that one now. But I went back, listened to Origin of Symmetry, and that one is what hooked me into Muse. Yeah, and you are a musician, too. You play drums. And- yep. Sometimes the fool. Sometimes the fool. We play, you play bass too, don't you? I do. You, you can play you guitar. Multi talented. Multi multi instrument. Multi instruments. Yeah. Multiple. Do you think you break that down into multi talents, or are you just talented at, at music, and then therefore it's umbrella Ooh, that you got a couple man. instruments? I don't. I think. I think it falls under general musicianship because I, I if I'm playing another instrument, I still look at it like rhythmically. So it's. Still, I feel like it's still part of the same. Because uh, my native instrument is drums, so like yeah. I, I when I start, first started playing bass, I, it was very percussive. It was very rhythmic because that's what how I knew to express, you know, like yeah. musically what I want to do. And your timing is already there if you study music. If you study the fucking kazoo or some other instrument, it doesn't matter. You've still studied timing and all that transfers to what other instrument you play. So I don't know. For me, it's the same thing. Yeah. So you think that's uh, something that? Well, when did you start playing drums? Drums. 10-ish years okay, old. So by 16, this album, you know, or you go back into time, you uh-huh. get this album. 
Yep. Go through the yeah, how, old, how old were you when I give you absolutely? We said it, 16. 16. Yeah. 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 So that's like, uh, you have to date yourself real quick. Here. What year are we talking? 2004-ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this album so was out Absolution for three years. was the current album. Absolution was the yeah, current okay. album then. So this, yeah, uh, 2001, I think, is when Origin came out, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this uh, at the time I was 16 and fully, like I was already playing in bands and, and yeah, stuff. So wow. like it, that was a perfect fucking time to, to stumble across a record like that. It certainly shaped the music that I made from from there on out. Well, Dom Howard's a bad man. Dude. They're all bad men, as we're about to find out. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I do want to say this is Bob Leckie's second uh, contribution to the podcast here. He produced this. I thought uh, I thought David Botrell produced uh, this. David Botrell produced four songs on this album. Uh, so he's got producer yeah, credit there's two, on this. There's two producers here. Okay. Let me finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, but ch- he, they, shout out to John Leckie, but David Botrell, Botrell, I can't yeah. saying it right. Dave Botrell. His four songs. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, call oh, when, shit. We, when we get yeah, to yeah, him, no, call, I've got when we get to him, call him out. Because I marked him out who did who. Yeah, right. Yeah. But Bob Leckie, shout out. I mean, two second albums that just go down in, in history. What do you do? According who, who's to the last one? jerks on the internet. Last record that John That Leckie, we talked about. He produced The Benz. Oh. So... We we're going to talk about Radiohead yeah, versus yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just open that door right Let's now. Keep that in the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this came out on June eighteenth, two thousand one, and actually, that's when it came out everywhere except the U.S. This mm-hmm. album was not released in the U.S. until two thousand and five. This album, absol- yes. didn't, didn't mm-hmm. show up into the U.S. until two thousand five. Right, yep. so it was all import city at the time. Are these British? Are these uh, gentlemen British? These They're British, gentlemen right? Gentlemen are mm-hmm. from Tenmouth which is some little seaside village in the south of... They're from nowhere. Like, nowhere. Okay. Literally. It's like the Des Moines of England. <laughs> the retirement community. On the beach, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> they uh, had, I bet they had people walking down the street with no shirt and jeans on. They oh, must have. I think that was their first band photo. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got some pretty funny band photos. Because they've been together since high school, right? So they got these photos. Oh, they're one wearing of them like British bands. suits and stuff. Trying to look like the Beastie Boys. That's another thing that they're uh, similar to Radiohead with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't go to high school. They hit the road. Do you think they ever wrote Merge a college. letter to Radiohead being like, uh, you know, fan letter or something? Any one of these three gentlemen? I don't think so. Okay. They seem like smart guys. They are smart, but they they got popular and got they got a little success pretty young. So they just skipped the whole college thing and went on. And went right and to the pros. Music. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. It's just like he got game. I think when they did their first album. Um, oh no! Wait, he went to college. Show, Jesus, <laughs> Shuttlesworth. <laughs> um, their first album, I think they're nineteen. Showbiz? I think showbiz. They're like nineteen, twenty years old. All right. That's fucking impressive for twenty year olds. Yeah. <laughs> And you know that record got compared to shit to yeah Radiohead because that was what ninety nine so I mean yeah, yeah. They, they've already got OK Computer that out came out in ninety nine yeah so excuse me this was kind of their step four I I don't find their first album to be all that remarkable honestly I agree and there's the promise there's a couple good tunes on there and they're obviously really good musicians. But this song, this album did go to number three. To, in the to UK. be clear, we're talking about Showbox or sh- uh, Showbiz. Showbiz, right? showbiz yes, yeah, sorry, okay. Showbiz from '99 yeah. was released in the U.S. I don't think it did shit. 
Um, but Dave, get back to Dave Bottrell. Yeah. That's a dude. That guy runs deep. A dude. Let me just throw down a couple albums. Yeah, Dave let's, let's go one for one here for a little right. bit as far as uh, contributions. Animal by Tool. Nice. Got it. Also by Tool Lateralis. Yes. My two <laughs> favorite Tool albums. Yeah, he's got these. He knows his way. Like in production. Placebo, Battle for the Sun. I'm a big placebo fan, so that was nice to me. Bunch of Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Dave. You produced Peter Gabriel, you, this, do you like that? Yeah. This is going to blow your mind. <laughs> the Circus Survive albums. Whoa. Blue Sky Noise and Appendage. Shit. I know you're a big Circus Survive. I do. Guy. That's crazy. That's your boy, Dave Bottrell. Yep. Those records sounded really good. So they were in good hands. Yeah. Hmm. They, they had all the make. They had the tool, all the tools for success right here. You Just know, basically. We, not in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice. Yeah. That's where we're at. Um, and I want to say that they were doing just mad magic mushrooms during this whole period of their life and the making of this album. Yeah. It, and the it, touring of this album. <laughs> kind Frankly, of feel, I think they still yeah. dip into it, too. <laughs> kind of feels that way. There's uh, a very hallucinogenic vibe to this album. What's the, uh, the cover art on this one? This is like a whole bunch of crutches yeah, in the air, like Salvador Dali. It's like a real stark inspired. orange background with these look like field goal posts with really long, yeah, yeah, sticking up. And Just the, that crutch shape. The title is taken from a quote by Dr. Michio Kaku, big time guest on uh, Coast to Coast back in the day. <laughs> Michio Kaku would always come in and explain like black holes. He was like the real scientist. Right, right. Come up. There was like major end names would talk about uh, transporting your mind or what but Michio Kaku was he's like a real astrophysicist that would break shit down yeah, he wrote a book he wrote a book and uh, came up with the term the origin of symmetry and that is a very easy connection to make with the guys in Muse and Art Bell and shit of that nature okay okay <laughs> a lot of conspiracies nice. so aliens let's get it let's get into this first track and I'm going to precursor this with I never have any idea of what this guy's saying. For sure. I agree. <laughs> I was li- looking at some of the lyrics, and it, uh, I, I wasn't even close to what I thought he was saying. I was like, this song is not about what I thought it was about. This is fun because, yeah, the app I play this on, my uh, Amazon, they'll usually scroll the lyrics, oh, and I sweet. learn them as, I'm, as yeah. I'm watching this. I'm hoping it's going to be some pyramids and shit. You know, yeah, let's, the, uh, let's get into how Kennedy with, was strangled and not shot. He would get there. Like, Jack Neal was a robot. <laughs> his lyrics became real easy to understand. And you're like, can you go back to being obtuse? Uh, but this is called Newborn. And this was produced by Dave Bottrell. It's a kickoff track. Uh, it's going to come on any second now. Goddamn Wi-Fi. <laughs> Already just nice, pretty. Arpeggios. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is the this is the beginning music to Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> He's like starting to work equations right now. Oh yeah, beautiful mind shit. Oh, boy. bass guitar or a bass keyboard are there keyboards on the sound i wouldn't doubt he was playing that on a bass yeah that's a that's i'm sure the bass line is on the bass yeah. a lot of keyboards on the album though the pianos and electric pianos. yeah mm-hmm. you hear something that sounds like a bass 
more than likely it's Chris Wolston home. He's, he's the boss. The guy with the poshest name in the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a starting song on a second album, they let it breathe here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a, it's an, it's a, it's, a, it's an intro it's an to the next song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this doesn't hit till like a, a minute forty in. Right. I'm right about here. What? The nice distortion sound right there. It's fuzzy. Mm-hmm. They layer. Yeah. You'll find out these guys. Uh, he's an amazing guitar player. Matt Bellamy. Mm-hmm. I always, I always want to call him Bill Bellamy, the old MTV <laughs> VJ. Yeah. Matt Shout, Bellamy. Out. Shout out to Bill Bellamy. Yeah. Nice work. Good yeah. body work. One of the great turn of the century guitar heroes, actually. Matt Bellamy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For big, sure. Big fan of Tom Morello. You can hear, mm-hmm. you can hear that all over There's, the place. The, with this album specifically, I think you can hear their influences almost like they're taking cut-and-paste sections from bands that they were influenced and mm-hmm. just looping it in certain spots. And i got to tell you, it kind of gets to me every every now and then. Mm. When you can see the, the seams a little you bit. You see the seams. Nice way. It nice happens. way to put it. It happens. Yeah. I mean, who's tried to put Rage Against the Machine and Radiohead together, though? You know what I mean? Like, as a task, that's fucking monumental. Like, even though just that they tried, you got to give them some credit for that shit. Sure. You know, but yeah, I feel you, though. You can definitely. There are the Radiohead songs and there are the Raising Us Machine songs on this record. And I'll say for the third time on this podcast, I don't think he's ripping off Tom York as much as him and Tom York are both ripping off Jeff Buckley. Fair enough. Yeah, he's the the, um, Scott Weiland to Eddie Vedder. Yeah, you oh, know, like they, they they were both good. They're both good, huh? Yeah, yeah they just kind of sound similar. The, the yeah, falsetto, no. well, he, he doesn't get into the falsetto too much in this song. He'll get it, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> um, it gets way more in your face, and that was actually part of the reason it didn't get released in the U.S. They're like, mm. you need to change all these falsetto vocals. This is not going to fly in the U.S. Wow. And he's like. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're not going to put out your album. Fine. Yeah. Jog on. And it never came out. That's yeah. It's like by far their most slept on record. Oh, Just uh, yeah. out of the people that I know, because most of the people I know are American. I mean, listen, I get that. Yeah. You know, it typically happens with the second album. It yeah. seems like it, it goes unnoticed for a little bit, uh, more often than not. Yeah. But I mean, all three of these guys are. They're airtight. You can play with someone since you're 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Something's going to... I mean, Chris Wolstenholme, I just like to say his name. Wolstenholme. Wolstenholme. Damn it, on the bass. I mean, he he gets slept on it in general. Like People yep. don't want to talk about bass players. A flea will come up, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Or uh, many number of people. Justin Chancellor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thundercat, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Wilson home is the truth everybody uh, dude I fully agree out yeah. of the dudes who are playing right now like that are big in rock and roll he's gotta be the best yeah. like that's active right now I mean, I mean excluding legendary still, acts yeah, you know I mean, what I mean please jerseys and the rafters obviously true right, I right. think they retired his jersey yeah. a while ago <laughs> probably sometime around stadium arcadium I think <laughs> <laughs> sometime before the uh, Grammy you didn't see the Grammy no yeah, I they didn't they were on there they played with Post Malone it broke my heart 
Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so it, this is also like a six-minute song. Yeah, a, a bold move again to start off. Like they let it breathe in the beginning, and then it's still going. Yeah. And there, some of these songs bleed into the other, and maybe I'll try. Yeah, to, yeah. I'll try to let them do that as they do, but uh, yeah. it's, it's a well sequenced record things are happening this is a little mm-hmm. bit of a thesis statement for everything that's going to happen in this album yeah from the mellow intro there's a lot of like rock inspired piano parts and okay very yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very no. baroque yeah. There, yeah there there's a lot of um, some chopin in there yeah you know what there's a <laughs> there's a lot of references to classical music that these guys are doing but you know, I, um, I kind of see it as uh, like smart kids. What do I got written here? Uh, smart kids fucking around with the pentatonic scale. <laughs> like where there's no wrong note. And now we can break down how good these people are. Uh-huh. But a lot of their songs on this album sound like, well, there's, you know, I got a dulcimer and there's no wrong notes. And I can just go beep, 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 uh, rhythm. This mm-hmm. is a super rhythmic band. Oh yeah! Like there's, they play parts for a lot longer than I think they should. Mm. In the in the listen, like like they're taking these really cool parts and then they're just like, we can just fucking extend that for a while, which mm-hmm. is something that I don't think, which which is something that I think separates them from Radiohead, mm-hmm. um, where Editing. they'll just they'll just be like this is a sick groove and they'll just keep playing it and playing it and coming back to it and playing it and layering on top of it and playing it um but it's a lot of like i figured out a cool pattern and so now i'm just gonna play this pattern now you play a pattern on top of that it's real like they're fucking flexing, pattern they're music, flexing you know? pretty hard on this record yeah with, they're like check out our musical dicks all over the place and they're, it, they're like 23 oh yeah. of course that's what they're gonna do taking nothing away from being able to do it right you know that's kind of what i like about this record though like who that's well and i guess we'll get to the top 10 records of, at the time but oh, yeah. well, i can't think of a lot of records especially in the rock genre where they just had guitar solos just fucking because they want guitar solos there sure you know what sure. i mean yeah like the that chili was, peppers the, maybe yeah but that but i feel like that's kind number. of the that's what's cool about this record it's a fuck you to what was going on in music at that point in my opinion i think you're right it's an absolute intentional departure from that traditional song structure and, oh yeah and uh, that's for me also a sticking point having only listened to this album two times this week mm. eh, two three times um and jumping back and forth between this and their earlier album uh, i haven't listened to i'm sure i've heard songs off of their later stuff but something i think about on most of the songs here is like when when are they gonna write fucking black hole and revelations? Or oh. <laughs> like you just see it. Yeah. And it's they, like oh, yeah. it almost touched there. It almost touched there. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that that's their best song. It's well, not my seeds, favorite song that the they seeds have. Of that are all there, all over the place yeah. on this one. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, right. the, like those songs that you're waiting for them to write. Like the, the seeds are here, like you're saying. But they, I think they just had to make them a little less weird 
and then they then they became better songs. Like there's a reason why that record Absolution blew the fuck up because the songs that are on that record are edited versions They're of these songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, but More palatable. Yeah. I th- but they're both rad, in my opinion. They're both good. Yeah. His, his singing can be a deal breaker for some people on this for album. For sure. And I get it because the first time I had the opposite effect. So <laughs> I loved Absolution. That's why I bought you the copy. Uh, <laughs> and then you're you're like, yeah, Absolution, whatever. But did you listen to Origin of Symmetry? I'm like, nah, man. I did it one time and it's all just like, woo, woo, I ain't feeling that, man. Yeah. And then I revisited it and realized I was wrong. Uh, but, uh, but I can understand why his voice might be... It's it's divisive. I mean, what's uh, micro cuts? Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, uh, th- uh, this one also a Dave Bottrell track it was their third single on the album, and uh, according to Matt, it's his favorite song to play live. Mm. Bliss. I can see that. This is so two thousand one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, we were talking about the chilies. Tell me, is this verse when it pops in? Could that not be the chilies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, he's just rapping. I can hear rapping about California over the top of this shit. I hear, uh, I hear Anthony Kiedis in my head a lot more than I like to admit. Uh, as a That's very, a game. You can fit Anthony into almost anything. I mean, this is an obvious single, too. It's very melodic. Very. It's got a verse, chorus, and bridge, and all that. And it is... They still play it live. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it rules when they do it. Well, they I mean, they start off with the, with the guitar or keyboard line or whatnot. Um, but they hit it at 25 seconds in. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm. They didn't bore us, they got to the chorus. Yep. And now it is a little, little more revisitation to song structure. Traditional song structure. <laughs> <laughs> Classical <Yeah>. song structure. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in it. And I, I like it when you gotta know the rules to break them, too. Sure. True. Yeah, this... It's it's weird to say this isn't one of my favorite songs on the album because this song, the album just has some songs that are just beyond. Yeah, <laughs> like what are you doing to me right here? Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? And I like that. I'm like yeah. that's a positive. Yeah, give me something new. Yeah. I appreciate a brilliant pop song, and there's, uh, I think uh, their number the fifth track. We'll get there. Uh, that's a great pop song, and and one of the great pop songs. Mm. And uh, I know I said that about Here Comes Your Man last week on Doolittle, but that is also <laughs> yeah, yeah. a great pop Probably song. Probably going to find a lot of good pop songs in this fucking series that we're that's my alley. <laughs> flirting with here. That's up my alley. I like, a, I like a hook. You do. Yeah, you're an appreciator. Okay, that's it. He wants peace and joy in his mind. Yeah, Daddy right. wants, wants someone else's, right? Is that what he's like, oh, give yeah, me? Yeah, the peace and joy in your mind. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of oh, it's weird, right? <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's tormented. What are we yeah, talking it's like about? Everything here? about you resonates happiness. Now I won't settle for less. Give me all the peace and joy in your mind. Oh. It's a little possessive there. By any means necessary, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
You got to check that guy's closet for an altar. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that? A shrine to? That's okay. why he plays the song live. It's made for pogoing. That you know the whole beat. It's, well, when they drop it, well, yeah, pogo, pogoing was still a pretty strong move in 2001. Oh, I just jumping did it up ever and down. Really go away. <laughs> yeah. Did it like there twice it is, today. There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to stay warm, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a solid move. Uh, it's a solid song. I can see why it was a single. It's nice and catchy. Yeah. I don't know why. Just get your own piece and enjoy it, son. Uh, <laughs> quit scrounging. It comes from inside <laughs> you, man. <laughs> Joy starts from within. And this is where the record gets weird. This song's called Space Dementia. And, you know, the title's weird enough, but... I think it should be called Spice Dementia. Yeah. A reference Dune. to Dune, yeah. yeah. It's like a Mentat's dark stage when they're really going through the fucking looking glass, you know? <laughs> this is where, like, the, the Rachmaninoff bites. Mm. Just... No. Oh, yeah, when he starts with the... Oh, come here. Just come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, know, I know where you're going. I know where he's going with this. But all that it's reverb, like, it's very... That's a piano groove, y'all. Yeah, a stone cold too. I don't know what HB is, but HB is the one for me. It's how he started. Playing. Okay. That's HB. Initials, yo. Hey, Hillary. Back up. Hey. <laughs> it's that falsetto that got this album dropped in the U.S. I would love to see. I've never seen him play this live, but I would. I would love it to death. Is it on that uh, that live? Uh, the one from Fran- Hullabaloo. Did they, did they play yeah, it on that? They play yeah. almost this whole album. Yeah. You should, if you like this record, you should watch Hullabaloo, which is a concert film they made at the time, filmed in somewhere in Paris. France, like right? 2001 yeah. at the time of filming this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. They were recording this Yeah, it's, yeah. it's current. It is the tour for this album. Yeah. I'd like to see something about these guys, like, not playing music, you know, like, or that uh, obviously focused around playing music, but, like, yeah, tour footage or... Uh-huh. Interviews. I know nothing about their personalities. Fucking... They're pretty funny guys. They usually will make a documentary about the making of each album and they go in the studio. Oh, wait a minute. This is where it gets weird. <laughs> Let's get weird. Just yeah. smooth but like, full, and there's yeah. a sub octave on it too. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah, this I like the song a lot because this one where I was like, "What?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and it gets it has movements to it too. Oh, like That's, right here. Oh, what is this? It's like Super Tramp. It's Queen right there, man. <laughs> yeah, tinka, 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 tinka. Don't you look at my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one I got. <laughs> yeah. 
fucking talking to Jesse's girl. <laughs> that, was the, that was the rebuttal song. <laughs> you know, a lot of people didn't know they had a battle. <laughs> this is where I, I like their sound. This song is is um, it it has that. Dun, 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 which I think a band maybe you get two of those yeah, right. um, in your whole career. It's like exclamation points, you know. Like mm. you really got to use it carefully, it and you're like, "It's the, shit is coming." Yeah, it's the wait for it. And when I scroll on Facebook, or whatever, and as soon as I see "wait for it," I just go, "Nope,", nope. and mm. fucking keep going. Yeah. And uh, I kind of want to do that to these guys at certain times. Be like, "All right, nope," <laughs> but. Then all of a sudden they crack into a song like this. I don't mean all of a sudden. Like yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy the album for the most part. I don't think it's better than their first album though. And there I said it. Wow, mm. hot take right there. <laughs> yeah. Real. Yeah, I've been struggling with this, wow. gentlemen. <laughs> wow. I know, but that's the beauty. We don't have to necessarily agree with this. Right. Um, mm. Yeah. And. Get the fuck out of here. I know, dude. <laughs> I mean, with the parameters are, um, you know, it's got to be a band you think is better than the first album. Obviously, it's all subject. Mm. And it's, we can't do it on any hard demographics by income or, or, or you know. It's album sold. Yeah, yeah album it's sold. It's unquantifiable. Thank you. Un- thank you. So, I like this jam, though. This is, this, uh, I like, I like it where out. it kicks in. When it kicks, it's got a real outro. Yeah. They're not backing away from six minutes. Staring right down the barrel at six minutes. I feel like there should be some narration for sci fi over that. (laughs) No, then it is the year 2475. Oh, that was time well. every time <laughs> um for it and that there's really no song like that on showbiz mm-hmm. no but that's that's a new that's a new dimension for these guys at this point to space dementia <laughs> space right that's well, the yeah, name of that that's one the name that's of that space, song that's space dementia fitting i don't know what that song's title. about either i think it's about traveling in space and going Getting your space <laughs> madness. <laughs> we're, not here, we're not hitchhiking anymore. We're riding. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, you get hang out in space too long, you go nutty. Boiled football leather. Chocolate covered raisins. <laughs> what year did Moon come out? The movie Moon? Oh, yeah, with your uh, doppelganger, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I was watching him on the Oscars all night going, ah, there's Chris. There's certain angles. Yeah. You definitely got certain angles. Because uh, he was suffering from space dementia in that movie. Because well, well. he was a clone. Hey, spoilers, dude. Come on. <laughs> fucking hey. Uh, I feel like that should be the name of this, the next song on this yeah. album. Spoilers. Spoilers. It's coming, it's coming somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. They, they are uh, like the culmination of all British rock music up to this point. Mm. Yeah. Like it's kind of all in there. The Queen, they would, get more, they, would, yeah, yeah, they would get queenier later, but there's still inklings. Yeah. And just every single British prog rock band that ever happened. But Hyper Music, fourth single. And it's like, yo, check out, I got a guitar too. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing piano. Oh, yeah. This song might be my favorite on that record. Yeah. 
This has got a real testify vibe, but yeah. I think the strength of the bass line in this song alone, like, when that verse kicks in, ridiculous. Um, my notes for this song are, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's Winona's Big Bound Beaver in there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's so mellow. He went, ding, 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 yeah. ding. It, is, it never fails to make me want to shake my ass. Like it. <laughs> and then you go off yeah, into you this chili pepper shit right here. Yeah, 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 totally. See, I feel this song's a little more corralled in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who produced this one? This, is, this isn't Bottrell. Like yeah, this isn't Bottrell. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's got no Bottrell smell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a goodie, though. Hyper music. It's very aptly named. Yeah, let's see what he's talking about. The forgotten race under my control who returned from the dead. Wow, see? This is. He's he's talking about winter's coming. Yeah. This This is is Game of Thrones shit. Before Game of Thrones. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is cold blooded. You want to talk about fucking songs? About a big who? There was one night that he, she was in the audience when he sang that. <laughs> that, that, that shit happened. That's <laughs> like some in the air tonight shit. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Collins. Phil Collins saw that guy that drowned that kid in the audience. Yeah. And they put the spotlight on him. Yeah, dude. And they had to pump Matt Bellamy's stomach out before he went on. <laughs> Too much psilocybin in there. Well, I don't know what you're thinking of. Yeah. To speak back to the to the mushrooms and stuff like that. I don't know if that's gospel about these guys or not. That they, I, that they like that stuff. It is. Um, but they grow in Tenmouth. So <laughs> because because of my pentatonic scale reference and the patterning of a lot of these songs that they have complex patterns at times. They've got a lot of fucking fill notes in the middle that make you go like, holy fuck, this is. That's the classical influence, you know? Mm. Well, look how many notes he filled yeah, in there. No, there's some mm-hmm. big Melodians and some yeah, uh, Romulans. And- <laughs> but there's, there's, that, there's that magic mushroom fractal nature to some of these compositions. Dude, that album cover is a... Yeah. Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say more. Oh, this is... They did DMT. These guys have done DMT. Oh, they're chugging ayahuasca. <laughs> Which is the seventh song on this album, Chugging Ayahuasca, <laughs> featuring Sammy Hagar. Waska, 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 want. That's not good. Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, there were, that, it, that to me, it is a perfect combination of the Chili Peppers and Rage Against the Machine and, mm-hmm. and high singing. Yeah. AKA good singing. So yeah. who, who's writing these tunes? They is this all written by know. the guitars? They are kind of all. If you check the publishing, and this goes down big in my book, as I've said, every listener knows, you share, mm. and they share in the songwriting credits. Yeah, I think Bellamy takes the lyrical uh, credit. Does he take but the fair cut? enough. If he's yeah, are they the doing lyrics? fifty twenty five twenty five. See, see. He's writing them lyrics, but he doesn't write all the lyrics. You didn't do that research on a band that you really like, dude. He doesn't write all the lyrics. (laughs) Yeah. He gave Chris a couple songs on Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
Second Law. Were they good? Yeah, they're good songs. Um, But as far as the songs go, they're all written by Dom, Matt, and Chris. Nice. Just Van Halen style, as we call Mm. it. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, obviously, like, that's what kills me about it. When, When someone takes all the credit, like Pete Townsend, who says, no, I wrote that fucking song. Pete Townsend did not tell Keith Moon to play the drums. Like, nobody tells Keith Moon how to play the drums. <laughs> yeah. Please, don't act like that. Goddamn. Okay, sorry. No, you're goddamn right, man. This is my favorite song. You're talking sure. to two drummers, bro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we know the feeling. It's the way it is. This is my favorite song on the album. And I think a perfect pop song. Quattrill joint. Mm. Yeah, this is the beginning when doves cry. That's what I think <laughs> about right down. there. <laughs> like playing on 33 when you got the 45. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just what Chris and Dom are doing underneath that riff is stupid. So this is like a revisit to hyper music, right? Like that beginning there is kind of like very similar yeah. with the guitar opening like that. Yeah. But I th- no, it kind of sounds like a continuation or something. Yeah, like oh. another part to it or something. Oh, like the songs yeah, are connected? Like a, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're cousins. Yeah, like yeah. A sequel. Yeah. Like, but like cousins that live near each other. Like, <laughs> right. Maybe within a half hour or so. I get the feeling this is like a breakup song, right? Uh, yeah, I don't I know. Get that though. impression. He's trying to forget your love. Yeah. But this chorus, though. The, the album's rolling right now. Yeah. This is, the, this is where I think is the sweet spot in here. They're at the mountaintop. Yeah, for sure. You too would be proud to write a chorus of this magnitude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wrote a few. <laughs> I'm just saying it's better than uh, Elevation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was nice. This was a single, too. I want to say, oh, oh no, this was the be. first single yeah. off the album. This was the lead single on the album, because they're not stupid. And they still play this one in their sets to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, well, we haven't even mentioned their live show, which is fucking really good. They're one of the bands that, like, I haven't really been hip to their albums for the last two, maybe three. Like, I'm, I don't feel them. When they come to town, I'm going to go see them, because it's a, that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Hit them and Lenny Kravitz is the same boat. I don't yeah. care what album he put out. I'm gonna go see the Lenny show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would absolutely go see these guys again. Saw them once at the Key Arena, mm-hmm. and fucking fantastic. Well, start and, to finish. Yeah, me and Diz went and saw the Drones tour, where there were little, literally drones flying around the Key Arena. Ah, awesome. It was in the round. It was insane. Oh yeah, that's I was at oh, the one too. Yeah, one. yeah. So I went to one with you, and I went to one with you. Ooh, all right. We'll all go together next time. Yeah. They, they are on <laughs> tour right now. And this album that is out right now, I particularly don't dig, but I'll still go see them. I, I would love to go see it with you guys. No, I was going to say you too, but you guys. Yeah. yeah. Take the band. You gentlemen. You <clears throat> there it is. <laughs> Americans, they're turning this shit off right now. <laughs> Click. But, you know, we'll be mere years later when... 
fucking uh, wolf mother and shit oh, come in rocking that shit. I was going to say the guys from <laughs> uh, the drive in. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Mars Volta? Cedric the Entertainer Bixler right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of crossover. I don't know which came first, but they definitely. I don't think he started doing that kind of shit till uh, Mars Volta. The Mars Volta? Right? Uh, well. I don't know. Yeah, at the drive-in is the pretty drive-in. well. Not really, man. They were hardcore musically, but his lyrics were way, or vocally, it was much I was different. Say, what the fuck is his lyrics? Yeah, about? <laughs> I don't think he even knows what his fucking lyrics about. Him and Bjork, he's yeah gibberish. I, yeah, I yeah, promise I'm, you. I'm like, is that Spanish? No. I listen to him singing. I'm just making up stories in my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that he has got that one song about the with the, the Cuban refugee kid. Yeah. Is that what it's about? Because that's the story. Eddie Gonzalez? Because it sounds like that song. <laughs> that's it. That song rules. John Frusciante does the solos on that, on that song. Yeah. Well, that just makes sense. That's not their second album. It is their second album. <laughs> you, li- <laughs> you like Francis the Mute better? Than, than DeLoused? If you're looking no, on the concept of second... That's not DeLoused. No, that's I'm on the, Francis uh, the Mute. But you're talking about second albums being better than the first albums, right? Just great. Oh, okay. Well, apparently, just in someone's opinion. Oh, just, so just to, I think we're setting precedent <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah. I think you'd have a tough sell trying to say that's a better record than D-Loss in the Comatorium. Yeah, and I wouldn't even try to make that argument, but that is the best John Frusciante solo on a Mars Volta album. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we'll just say that's about Alien Gonzalez. Yeah. 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 We don't have to do an episode on that album. <laughs> <laughs> The nice pop single you just heard. Um, we're officially halfway through the album. If this was an LP, we'd have to flip it over. So it's a great time to see just what was on the album charts at that mm-hmm. uh, particular moment in time when this album did not come out in America. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is for this the, week in 2001. 2001, June 18th. Um, number 10 is Peaches and Cream. Is the name of the song by One Twelve? Never heard of what them. the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Number nine, Drops of Jupiter by Train. Ooh. Yeah, okay. One now we're worst, painting a picture. One of the worst lyricists in rock. Like he should just go home. <laughs> he needs to go home. Dude, Train is like touted, uh, and I don't. I don't train know. drops of Jupiter yeah. in her hair. Yeah. That sounds, that's either, yeah, that's stupid or that's hella nasty. <laughs> I don't like either one of them. Uh, His lyrics are god awful. I can't. <laughs> that's that's the B side to Space Dimension. <laughs> space Dick. Uh, Number eight, though. Get your freak on by Missy ooh. Elliott. That's hot. Timbaland. Not not her, Timbaland. not her strongest song though. Oh. But number seven, I know you had this one, Chris. Fiesta by R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, R. Kelly, man. He's going down, and I think in a good way. Yeah. He got beat out by Lil Romeo with his oh, what, album. What was Lil Romeo singing? My baby. I don't know. <laughs> now, notice it's spelled with two Ts. There's no apostrophe in Lil. Little no, it's L- L-I-L. Oh, it is? Lil. Lil, like Lil. trying to give him props. Lil Trip. <laughs> right, Lil Kim. <laughs> uh... Uncle Cracker, number yes. five, follow me. Oh, fuck. It was a dark time. And then we're talking right. like, we, it's just right. like months before 9-11. We're just, we're just riding high on this new metal. <laughs> like Kid Rock is like yeah. at the top of it. He's oh like, yes, this is amazing. It will never oh, stop. Fuck. Oh, Nelly at number four, ride with me. Mm. Nelly, was, Nelly was large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit was getting hot to her. Uh, number three, Janet Jackson, all for you. Janet, still in there. 
Yeah. These are songs, by the way, aren't these? These is are this, not albums. This, these are this, songs. I'm reading the top ten songs. Is this I meant to read pre nipple bowl? Yes. All right. Yes. This is before the nipple that ruined football. Um, okay, so these are singles. My apologies. <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> number two, Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. What the fuck? How does that is that go? the biggest a Christian band has ever gotten? Probably. Did you count you two? Oh, good name for a oh, Christian I guess. band, dude. Yeah, it's I weird. think you two holds the crown for I, the biggest Christian band. I don't really? see them as a Christian yeah, band. That's weird. Neither. Listen to Bono speak. Oh, I, under, I understand, Whatever. but they're Whatever. not like marketed not as a Christian no, band no. the way that Lifehouse was. Right. They're too smart and good musicians yeah. for that. But uh, yeah, I I still consider them. They say who's the most famous Christian band? Probably, yeah, yeah. It's you two. After that, it's Creed. Yeah, Creed. They got they got large. That's true. Dang. They got hella large. Uh, Chevelle. They got pretty uh, big. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They were. They're not, not Creed big yeah, though. They're not Creed big. I didn't know they were on the religious tip. Is that yeah. that's yeah, real? That's how they started. Told me some at Cornerstone Festival. Oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, Another good name for a religious festival, Cornerstone. That's Cornerstone. what I'm saying. Chicago. That's Jeez. like number one song that week. Lady Marmalade with Christina Aguilera, oh. Lil Kim, Maya, and Pink. Whoa, yeah. how is that not going to be number one? Hoochie coochie la la. Oh, yeah. God, Remember that, that song. video? And everyone's just trying to outsing each other, and then yeah. it gets to Lil' Kim, <laughs> and she's like, uh, 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 uh. Okay, we get it. But there you go. That's that's where, that's where the landscape. Dude, that's just saying that, landscape. I hear the song in my head, man. Uh, get you, get you. Oh that, was, that song was large, and I'm not, yeah. not even going to act like good I breakdown. hated it. I'm not going to act like I hated it. had a good it. breakdown. That was when Christina Aguilar was going through that kind of like dirty phase. <laughs> she was just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures in the pool and stuff like that. Lingerie, little butt crack. Yeah, oh, I miss, Sticking I'm, up a bunch of water. I miss her. But, but, <laughs> finger down that crack of that ass. <laughs> Wow, bro. Damn wow. nipples, man. <laughs> Turn his mic down. Problematic buzzers coming up. <laughs> uh, I think we get weird again. We had that nice little single. Now it's time to get back. This is the ass end of the album. It's time to go off the deep end. Right. We're, we're, we're talking about Citizen, citizen, citizen Erased. Erased. I don't know Seven plus doing. minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, knows how to drop a beat too. In the time of chimpanzees, <laughs> the old monkey he did on the beat. <laughs> oh, 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 time we go. <laughs> you know what about all their uh, fancy rippery? They can just drop a monolithic slab. Yeah, of, of this is to totally. Yeah, it's a, it's a fuzzy <laughs> this is a big again, dumb man. ape on the album for yeah, sure. This is big dumb rock. Yeah, that's how it starts anyway. Yeah, just bring those keyboards in right there from five. Dude, I want to hear this song live. That's it. We're gonna hear this one. I'm like, fuck, man, just yeah. a crazy wall of sound coming, buzzing all around you. This is a good live tune. Yes, this is this. Well, okay, it gets higher in micro cuts. The next song, but the <laughs> chorus of this song, is, he hits some pretty high notes. Uh huh. Notes I don't think Tom York could hit. I'm just gonna say, not with the same gusto. And he's okay. He's my age. Maybe he's like a couple years younger than me. He can still do that shit. Yeah. 
uh, while being a guitar hero. Right. That's fucking nuts. I saw him play in a dust storm at Coachella, and he had <laughs> laryngitis. Mm. And he played the whole set. Now, granted, he wasn't, he wasn't doing this song. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but he tr- he was a trooper. I don't know. He got steroid shot in his neck. Whatever he had to do. Uh-huh. Straight up sandstorm in the desert. That's wild. He's doubling himself right there in the falsetto. Mm. Yeah. And don't sleep on Chris with the backup vocals either, because that's true. Alive, at least, mm-hmm. he's the man. He comes correct too. Like they break it down, they do the second verse, but they just they bring on any other um, musicians when they're playing live. They do. Remember. They got this guy that they make sit like halfway into the floor. Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. All you can see is his shoulders got, and his head. Yeah, he's <laughs> got a keyboard and he's got a guitar, so you can fill in on both, and maybe he's got a little percussion. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get to stand all the way up on the stage. Like they bury him down like three feet, where you see him from like the waist up. It's cold. Little man, man in a box. <laughs> I know they're not paying him much. He's not making scale. Oh <laughs> fuck him! On the floor. <laughs> no, no, he's still an apprentice touring musician. He isn't. They introduce him. Oh no, no they no. don't. I don't remember yeah, him even getting introduced. I think he gets raised up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even get to walk out on stage and climb down into yeah, the pit I think like a fucking down. Yeah. gunman in World War II on a fucking airplane. <laughs> that's <laughs> just the, like, nah, you start in the that's ground. That's the insult of it. They make him climb out after the show. Like oh, he's got to throw a leg up, <laughs> sweating, running. Wait, gotta wear sneakers to so get good grip, splitting his pants out all the time. Uh, <laughs> they don't guy. even give him a space heater or nothing. Somebody get that guy. <laughs> Keep his toes warm. Somebody get that guy a better job. <laughs> I'd do it though. I'd do, do it. I, he's probably fucking stoked. <laughs> he's probably he's probably paid. They gotta be you put him in the floor. That you better gotta pay him extra to put him in the floor. Yeah, we're gonna see a documentary about that dude in about mm. eight years. Netflix. <laughs> Half a man. <laughs> a rock and roll life. <laughs> Three crotches from greatness. <laughs> the continuation of 20 feet from stardom. Crotch level of greatness. <laughs> Dick height. Uh, this song never feels like seven minutes, though, when I'm listening to it. Cause yeah. Because it feels like, like more this. than one song. Like the True. This is the one that ends with a... They they like their outros, too, and their intros. Yeah. In the mid-tros. Next to last rows. <laughs> Caught up in the tros. Yeah, tros of ecstasy. <laughs> Play that guitar, boy. What kind of... Dave, you're the gear guy. What kind yeah. of guitars does he play? Oh man, like he's, some, used some bu- he's used a he's used a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I don't know what the ones he's playing now, but he's famous for having a guitar that has a chaos pad built into it, which is a MIDI controller. Yeah. So particularly during uh, Black like, Holes and Revelations, like a laptop mouse pad or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, maybe eight inches by eight inch square, and it's got like these LED cubes on it. And depending where you are on an X Y axis, you can adjust pitch or modulation or even tone. So he can play like notes on his guitar, run that through the chaos pad, and like tweak it and do cool shit. Oh shit! Um, so 
I think in the intro, like later on in their career, that like mad song, like that's what I think the guy's got on his bass, so he can he can like sample. He does got the bass with the chaos pad. Yeah, I never fully understood what the chaos pad did. I heard JD explain it to me one time, and it went literally over my head. Yeah, it's cool though, man. But it's just like a modulator that you can change stuff. And later on, he used that. I'm not sure about the brand of guitars that he plays now. I want to say ESP, right? Oh, really? I don't know. And that's a that's kind of like a uneducated guess. Yeah, it's in my mind. I feel like he would play a hyper boutique guitar though. His like, amps a are super all esoteric like yeah. shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know for sure. Playing a squire, bro. That's right. First act, son. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> he probably could. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think what was it? Jack White like purposely plays on shitty guitars. Like, he did. Not he anymore. Ju- he just, he's he on just that Music decided. Man tip or something yeah, now, he's right? Like, oh, he's, he plays the Eddie Van Halen model. Oh, he plays the Annie, uh, 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 St. Vincent, what's her name? Oh, oh uh, I don't know her name, Annie, but yeah, that guitar and, is fucking cool. Yeah, though. and uh, he's got one of those, and he's got a Skunk Baxter model. <laughs> like He just went out and got hmm. the, the best of the best. He's like, oh, guitar playing is easy. Like, yeah. Okay, imagine how dopey's going to be on a well-playing guitar. Oh, I saw him on the last tour. It was ill. Trust ah, me. <laughs> Jesus. He took the training wheels off. Now he can fly yeah. free like a bird. He's going. Yeah. That's crazy. This is... The last remaining Radiohead vestiges, I think. Yeah, this for sure. Could have been on the bends. Yeah. yeah. This is like the part they cut off at the end of... Fake plastic trees. <laughs> DJ, DJ fades it down before they get to this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what happened to the other part? <laughs> well, this is the one that bleeds directly into micro cuts, mm. which I'm just going to let that little transition happen. And hope that Amazon Music doesn't fuck me with the, oh, yeah. with the buffering. of escape containment. <laughs> I'm not going to say another for a while on this. I'm going <laughs> to let it hang. Too. It makes him sound like Miss Piggy. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't understand it. This, produ- this track was produced by Frank Oz. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh. One more. That is crazy. Ah, yeah. That is crazy. See, I like this where it's, it's dialed back and music. Like, they're not filling the space with all this. Right. Um, and it lets that voice just scream right past it. That's a really groovy, nice. That's a groovy little stompy bass line. Through the bom, bom, yeah. Bom, 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 bom. Yeah, real, real prodding, deliberate song, man. I like this. I like that cut. 
what it's about. As a blade cuts in your brain, sounds like forks on a plate. Blackboard scratched with hate. Oof. Yeah. That's like when you got abducted by the aliens and you're awake. Like, they, they numb your body, but, They're like, you're awake. they your ass, putting yeah. micro cuts on you. Yeah, they keep you from moving. That's what it is. It's that's like that they, sleep paralysis. That's how they put the chip in you, the little microcut. Oh, fuck yeah, and oh, you hear it. Man. I've seen what you're doing to me, <laughs> yeah. destroying puppet strings to our souls, yeah. bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this guy got abducted. Yeah. Oh, that's, my that's God. That's for sure. He's, got, he's been chipped. Yeah, he's chipped. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little triangle piece of foreign metal in the back of his fucking brain. Right. Shows up on like x-rays and everybody's yeah. like, oh, that was from a car accident. That's why he writes these songs. And if you thought that uh, that last song was all Rage Against Me, isn't this the one that just ends like, this, this, uh, like yeah. they just chopped the ending off of Freedom? It's the Yeah, it's like the riff Tom Morello wished he wrote, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like hey, one hey, last hey, Audio Slave it. song, it could have happened, yeah. but these guys wrote it first. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, I guess Rage is well broken up at this point. By I believe a so. Years. Yeah, they were done in '99 or something. Oh wait, here it is. It's the tone. The tone is perfect too. It, it, yeah. yeah, you just gotta double that. You gotta double that. It's just gets better too. The guitar gotta run that together. That's so nice. Just. <laughs> so silly. It drops a Jupiter all over. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that halftime beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's tight. Yeah. Uh, they kind of checked to the, the boys from California for that one. Yeah. See, compared to their first album, I don't. I, they couldn't write that song on their first album. No, that would uh, yeah, nothing like that would have appeared on on showbiz. I think there's I think there's hints of that that's coming, just like Black Holes is coming after this album. Mm-hmm. Like they they definitely give tells of where they're gonna go. They crank up the paranoia you a know. little bit. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't for for this album to the next album and one prior. It doesn't feel like they took any kind of hardcore bends. Almost like Tool, like they just got more produced and more involved in their sound, yeah. um, <clears throat> and just kept developing that that's i mean i don't know anything after that but like you can yeah. see them going from like this gestated to this this vein went over to here and they made it up they made it up that song yeah so i don't know so <laughs> which honestly i wasn't mad at remember yeah, you were telling good? the story of walking down into the key arena on the first song Fuck that yeah. was their dubstep song dude that was such a badass moment in <laughs> concert history for me yeah. fucking i love talking about it uh. just descent walking down the stairs going coming from, up on whatever we were getting into right before we got in and yeah, it yeah. Like, and it's like there's some shit going on down there and we just walked from above it down into it at the key at the key oh, nice. onto the floor in an and it was just a system entropy can only increase it was it's going shit yeah. you're like oh fuck yeah <laughs> let's do this for the next hour and a half it right. was awesome really was something that's why I, I definitely go see him again. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not bagging on this album. I'm just kind of having fun with yeah, it. Yeah. But. Well, t- yeah, I mean, so they talk about them sounding like Radiohead, but you also just described Radiohead's like career in the beginning. They had one record that had some good songs on it, but was kind of, eh. They made the bends, which then you got all the seeds of what Radiohead would be later on. 
uh, I think this is that record for them. This is their yeah. The Bends. Yeah. Uh, they go on to make OK Computer, if, if you want to put that yeah. as the next one. But yeah. I, I go back and forth between liking this one and Absolution as my favorite. I, yeah. I honestly, like, on any given day, you can make an argument to me for either one. I, I'm pretty much right there with you on that one. Uh, they're just different kinds of shit. They're yeah. not almost apple and oranges. Uh, yeah, but I, I couldn't. I think mostly they start to kind of dodge the Radiohead comparisons on this album. Yes. Radiohead, they they had long thrown away the distortion pedals by this point. <laughs> yeah. They, or their guitars. For yeah, that they're all, in general, yeah. They were just like amnesiac right mm-hmm. now. So, eh, good on them. This is a cover. It might be the first cover. We have, we never figured out if Oh So Quiet by Bjork was a cover or not. Yeah. I don't no, know. I don't know either, and I'm, I still haven't looked it up. You mean it covered just from that big band sound? Or if that song was... I don't know if she wrote that song or not. I know. I know I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to keep it fresh. did not write this song. I, this, this song was... I don't know who wrote this song, but I know Nina Simone is the one who made it. That's from like Porgy and Bess, I think. This is like from the 60s, yeah? Yeah, Feeling Good, which was the B-side to hyper music, but became really popular because it started getting played on the radio. And so it, might as well it was on a lot of single. British television, yeah. too. All right, I'm confused. We're going into Feeling Good? Um, right? Yeah, it's we, not, oh. not Screenager? Oh, man, you're right. We got Screenager, and then we got oh, um, Dark is, Shines. What happened to you? Yeah, sure? I don't know. Uh, Amazon Music's a fuck right now. It has Feeling Good before Screenager. And I know you're right. No, you're right with the track listing. It should be going into Screenager Okay. Right now. Are you able to go into Screenager, or can we, or we have to skip those? Oh, no, okay, okay. We can do this. Then I, I, I won't. I won't <laughs> tell you that my note says that this fucking thing starts with a shitty tongue drum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like, hey, I got this. Let's play a pattern on it. Oh, I found a pattern. Let's play that pattern. <laughs> that's a friend what, that's, of mine, drummer, always like. was like, yeah, you can tell when they give it one of the like, dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Geek>. <laughs> But they're changing it up. Yeah. It's a change of pace from micro cuts. Yeah. And it's about time. And, it, and, it, and like, I like it. Yeah. I like that they break it down a bit here. It, this, is the, this is the first thing where <laughs> it's the first time I hear in their music thus far from last album to this album that they're like, maybe we could do a Western. Yeah, I was trying to categorize this song. Like, what is this? Is like, like a little bit like spaghetti western. Yeah, there's they they watched easy, which he would know, take that watched. to the extreme a couple albums later. <laughs> they watch easy money, <laughs> fistful they, they, of dollars. Yeah, fistful of dollars. The working title was more easy money. money. More problems. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like. But then maybe like a little Spanish or something, a yeah, Moroccan flavor. Well, he's playing a classical guitar. Yeah, that would apply yeah, yeah. in either it's one of those. For you know, sure, yeah. nylon strings. Yeah, right? but yeah. There's definitely. I feel like there's a south of the border twist to that a little bit. There's some castanets and like shakers yeah, in the yeah. back. Yeah. Well, they, they got a similar song with Uno. Uh, I don't know if it's showbiz. similar, but it's on Showbiz. Uh, just the talking about being the one, but it's calling it Uno, and <laughs> you know what? There's a little Spanish flair yeah, somewhere. That song there. was about a card game. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. Yeah. I used to play Uno with my grandparents a lot, and there's no holdbacks. No. Like they fucking come at you. You don't take it easy on your kids when playing Uno. It's my Rule number one. Yeah, you want to raise winners. Played a lot of card games together. Sometimes for money. Most of the time for Ooh. money. Well, me and me and Margo only play Star Wars uh, uh, Trouble 
for money. <laughs> yeah, only. 50 cents a game. At Dude, least. This, this song could be about a card game. In the West, you know, fucking yeah, gunslinger card guy. Or actually, no. Probably a drunk card guy. Does okay every now and then. <laughs> fucking gets beat most of the time. Plays Sparrow. Ends up in mud. That's what, that's how I see this song. Plays Sparrow in a mining town. Yeah, Sparrow. What is that? Which card's higher? <laughs> in that one. You win this time. <laughs> No, this is this is Tijuana in like 1920s. It's like, oh, yeah. And you rode a horse down there. A linen suit and a fedora. You're a high roller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mamacita, te quiero, mami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just waving things. You got somebody riding on the back of your horse from time to time. Sitting backwards. <laughs> yep. That's exactly. The way. <laughs> yep. That's the move right there. No. You can't do that shit on a bike. <laughs> you go, you're getting, you're gonna be off that bike. <laughs> you can't sit backwards on that fucking bike. Horse though, those haunches keep you locked in. Yeah. This song doesn't really get any more dynamic than this. They keep it mellow. Which yeah. Is admirable. It's yeah, I can imagine the the pull is hard towards trying to put something in there that's energetic or something. Right. Uh, like this buildup could be something. But yeah. It, 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 Sometimes chilling is the better part of Valor sometimes. Yeah. Radiohead would have never done a song with a flamenco flair to it. Mm. Yeah, they probably have. Matt <laughs> Penfield was at that show when they were fucking starting. I forget Johnny Greenwood pulled out his cassinets. Shit got crazy. They were all doing Mexican heroin at the time. And the feeling was influential. Uh, screenager, whatever that means. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. That song doesn't do it for me so much. It's, it's, oh, I don't it, like the title, yeah. and, and I'm like, where's it? It's short <laughs> enough. It's only going. like four minutes, you yeah. know. So I, I don't usually skip it, but it's not like when I'm like, oh, I better hurry up, and make sure I get the screenager before I get home. And there's going to be that, you know. If it's the, getting close to home, I might skip through it so that I can hear the, one of the other songs that I want to hear. Let's bring it up, dude. Dark shines. Um, it's like monkey shines. Yeah, this one's got some... There's some craziness here. Oh, now there's the Ennio Morricone. Yeah, is, I think Quincy Jones fucking produced this one. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a little little Billy Jean in there, a little bit with that bass line. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't his dad... His dad was a guitar player. Who's dad? In a band, Matt Bellamy's dad. They... Oh, God damn it. Didn't look this up. But they had a hit. It was called Telstar. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a surf guitar tune. And it's I feel like, like he's homaging his old man oh, on okay. this with the vibratos and shit. This one make you move? To a lesser degree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it does groove. Yeah. And then they just throw the kitchen sink at they, it right here. They stomp all over it, yeah. That rage drum is right there, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Making my heart feel sore. Because mm. it's good. Because it's good. Because it's good. Dude, I hear a little bit of P2B in here, too. Oh, this shit. That part, that change, and uh, that section. I, I hear I hear you I'll guys. I'll be damned. In yeah. In a good, real you, good way. You're like probably fucking... right, though. I, I won't argue it. Yeah. <laughs> we play riffs sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I drink volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Show me the way. Yeah, it's the it's the quiet verse, loud chorus formula that employed much by the Pixies last week. Yeah. It's a solid uh, it's a solid move. I think it's a solid tune. It's just oh, I'm turning the wrong fader over here. <laughs> <laughs> Had me leaning in. <laughs> I can bump my head on the microphone. In the piano, just like he's slapping his elbow yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, it makes me want to play that. That beat? Yeah. yeah. It would be a super fun to play drums in this band. I always think of the same thing. It's just big, stompy, awesome beats. Yeah, yeah it would be ridiculous. Yeah. Get to play the gong. Doesn't he have like a big gong? He's got oh, big kettle drums yeah. and a gong. I mean, timpani he and does shit. it proper. Yeah. Oh yeah, timpani. <laughs> there, yeah. That's the move. That's the move, especially when you use the pedal. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to figure out if this is a guitar or a keyboard. That sounds like a guitar. Yeah, the, the finger vibrato. You can hear it. Yeah. yeah. But he's just got a process to he's shit. He's put it through a, some yeah. kind of synth pedal, that's, that's probably. for the devil solo sound real right there. Tinny. It's just real crisp, cutty-out, crispy. Cutty-outy, crispy. Cutty-outy, <laughs> crispy. <laughs> that's the setting on the that's pedal. That's what I say when I see a tray of Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> you cutty-outy, crispy. For me. That's nice. Oh, Dave yeah, Gilmore in the is, house yeah. there. Uh, I read that uh, some of these songs were done in Dave Gilmore's studio. His his floating sailboat studio. Was it this one? Because that's uh, right. very I, Dave Gilmore guitar tone to have. Right. You know. Could be. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave Gilmore's got the fresh like sailboat studio. That's so cool. Uh, I also read they did. Man, we used to record in yeah, a sailboat right? studio. That's a power move, dude. Oh good yeah, on your Gilmore. podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's the water that makes the sound good. <laughs> Reverberations. The sea creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> dog, dog drowning. <laughs> Every once in a while, dog falls off the pier. Get a mic on that fucking dog. <laughs> we watched the dog drown for that sound. That's how they got the sound for dogs on animals. Drowning dogs in the River Thames. <laughs> right, right around the time they were filming Conan, where you were allowed to trip horses. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, you know, it was, yeah. it was a different time. Yeah, different PCA time was not involved in the making of this film. I had to kill two seals just so I got sad for that vocal take. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Music is, is fucking with me right now. So now... We have to go backwards in time. So for feeling good. For feeling good. But yeah, this was a huge hit in everywhere but here. Mm-hmm. When in the UK, this is this is large. High, if you know how Nina Simone can sing. Jesus. Yeah, this Matt, is Matt had balls to even step to this. But I think it. Went to, I did, think he would hold his head high, though. I think he did it. Justice. Oh, this is the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I wasn't following you there for a bit. You're not gonna top Nina, but he didn't embarrass himself. Uh, I think he sounds great on this song, and it, and it, 
it's kind of nice to hear him without so much wall of sound behind him or trying to get way up in the register. Right, they're just yeah. keeping it. Yeah. He does bust out the the megaphone in the second verse, and I, yeah. I have a little thing about megaphones, and I don't yeah. enjoy them. Yeah. I don't like it because when anybody does it, yeah. yeah, you get maybe that twice in a band. Otherwise, that's your sound. Totally. Yeah, no. uh, Scott and, um, Whalen was a habitual really offender on that yeah. one. Uh, Bono. Yeah. He's been known to bust out the megaphone. Uh, mock tube. Yeah. It's a megaphone work. Reggie would put it's the actually, megaphone it's, up it's his it's ass. Through a phone. He? <laughs> he, I think he used to do it through a phone. Something like that. A phone, a mega. Well, I guess yeah, a megaphone is a that phone. Megaphone. Right, really, what separates them? They're both phones. <laughs> They're both phones. <laughs> I think it's just hard to sing about butterflies and shit, so he just <laughs> put some scrambler on it so he doesn't sound yeah. like a like an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. It was a choice. It was the turn of the century. It's all forgivable. Yeah, yeah I'm not really mad at it either, though. I yeah. mean, they're pushing they're pushing some sonic levels throughout this album and further on in their career. So it's like, yeah, they're gonna paint with that color every now and then. They can handle this nice. This is a, a good swanky fucking cover. Yeah. It's got a strut. Yeah, it's smoky. It's got that strut. You know? The video is him fucking singing like, sitting like Tori Amos, but like on a fucking <laughs> stool, and it's in a suit jacket, and blue lights and shit like oh, that. Really? I haven't seen the video. And the this. rest of the band is fucking dick heighting. And fucking <laughs> <laughs> they're under the piano. They're under the piano, yeah. yep, yep. Fucking guy's playing his drum kit while he's laying on his back with his feet in the air like a baby getting his diaper changed. <laughs> the gay bass guitars. <laughs> the gay bass guitars. <laughs> he's serving drinks. Yeah, they play it pretty Smoking. straight. <laughs> That's just... You gotta have a real level of self-confidence to just do that shit. That's true. It's good. feel good. That was the next to last album on the song. Or was it? I uh, Please say that sentence again. That was the next to last song on this album. <laughs> what I, why would I say about the first yeah. time? Don't flip-flop it there. You don't worry about it. <laughs> Not on this I episode. I this podcast. <laughs> no, beautiful. If you're, um, if you're in Japan. So there's two more songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now see, I, this will be my first time hearing this song. Futurism? Futurism. When you were in Japan? It was a Japan release, and now apparently everyone can hear it because I didn't. I don't listen to this on here because I listen to my ripped CD that has all the same skips in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this song. This is going to be my first time hearing this Me song. Too. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you like Primus? Oh, really? <laughs> wow. I got to pull it up here. Boom. Coming at you. Three and a half minutes, it says. Thinking about it, it says, do you really want to hear this song? Okay, right away. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that's nice. So far? Yeah. I'm, I'm bagging on him for starting a song with a ride symbol, which, again, <laughs> you get maybe once or twice in a fucking band. Oh, what? 
Japanese know what's up. Why is only Japan good there? Fucking Tom Heavy Groove, which you haven't heard yet really on this album. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way, though. Yeah. But that's nice. That couldn't have been on the bands. No. This couldn't. This couldn't be in Radiohead. Well, Johnny would play something like that, but the bass would go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys, I mean, are fucking a three-piece, bass-heavy. They allow within all of their song structure to let the drums do this. Let the bass over here, guitar over here. Sometimes they're just right in that groove. Sometimes they're departing. And they really use that aspect of being in a three-piece band well. That's yeah. the best part of a three-piece. It's like, it's like Jane's. Yeah. The song is complete with the bass and drums, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is window dressing. Sure. Where, this, where these guys um, really uh, go head and shoulders above that with the three-piece is that you got singer guitarist so there's an intrinsic relationship that's mm. coming out of the guitar and vocal approach whether they're going in the same direction or splitting which yeah. has got to be next to impossible to fucking do I think it's pretty hard um, and he does a hell of a job with it um, I like this song a lot because it has that groove and that not overproduced or over um, you know noted approach yeah. to it which is where I really like Muse I like it um, you probably and, love Absolution then, bro. Yeah, cool. That's going to be your record. Yeah, cool. uh, I mean, and I appreciate it every now and then when it gets real complicated for a little bit because they do that swirl, you know, mm-hmm. that that's that mathematical swirl where it's just this patterning and patterning over top of each other. Nachi sequence. Yeah, a little bit, you know, and, and maybe you got a little betrayal in there <laughs> producing it. The betrayal um, smell. <laughs> I, think you, I think you coined it. That might not be the last time we smell the Patero. No, man. Enema's the second album, isn't it? Uh, opiate. No, no, no Undertow. 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 Yeah, which is a, a I jam about album. Opiate, but Undertow is definitely about. better than fucking I give opiate. that song a, a hearty thumbs up. Right? Yeah, that was sweet. That's, uh, I fuck with that. It's rare that when you get a bonus track that it adds anything to a record. They always feel like throwaways yeah. to yeah. me. Well, it's like you left uh, it off for a reason, usually. Yeah. No, that was cool, though. That's uh, I'm going to say that's worthy. Brings us to the true, true, true. And you've heard this <laughs> one, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the album closer. And as far as album closers go, better than headphones. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a full... He had, like, what did he play? Like a three-story church organ on this song. Yeah. <laughs> they took no it to literally a cathedral. Yeah. What, they didn't have a four-story? <laughs> you know, they wouldn't have that kind of money till their fourth album. But uh, Megalomania... You know, I could hazard to guess what this song's about. <laughs> this is where he's beginning to sing about sticking it to the man. It's become a real running theme. Let me tell you something. 
Margot bought up fucking writing a letter. Well, I bought up le- writing letters, and she's like, uh, brought up writing a letter to Donald Trump. She wrote oh, a letter I was like, to yeah, Donald dude, Trump. I, I changed the subject, dude. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not ready to get political with, with, with your daughter, but she's, she's not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I purposely don't talk a lot of shit about them in front of about yeah, she him didn't say my daddy fucking just because uh, i don't they don't need to be at school spouting off some shit you know yeah, yeah. they don't know what they're talking about but you bring up his name she'll spit on the ground dude she, she's not a fan and maybe i did say he was a piece of shit like 12 or 13 times <laughs> but not a fan it was funny dude this is like working on the railroad Right. Well, with this song, you're on the American side of the border, but you're revisiting that fucking dusty scene. Is he saying paradise? Paradise comes at a price that, that I'm, I'm not, not willing to pay. to pay. Okay. What are we built for? Can someone tell me, please? Very existential, right here. <laughs> Good news is she can't have babies. <laughs> Whoa. And won't accept gifts from me talking about a prostitute in the old west uh, oh no man yeah i have no clue what he's saying it's not something about the vinci that's the thing about the mushrooms it made perfect sense to him at the time yeah <laughs> there's that church organ boy sounds a little small yeah it's only three stories <laughs> could have been bigger i've heard bigger that ain't no plug-in. That's a real... Oh, that's badass. <laughs> that's the real deal. It's a pretty good closer. Yeah, it's yeah, epic it's, as shit. Yeah, yeah, I like an epic closer. You should either go epic like that <laughs> or a real, a real bring-down. Come that down. That sounds like the theme from Highlander. Highlander. I want to live forever. Isn't that Queen? Yeah, it's Queen. Yeah, well, there are is comparisons. It, they, used in Queen. And uh, I think this is this is maybe where it starts. Yeah. Because I'm not getting a lot of Queen through the rest of this album. No, I, I don't. I think they ditched Radiohead for Queen. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. I hear a little bit of. Uh, yeah, I, I can hear a little Freddie every once in a while. Like you think of like Killer Queen. Mm-hmm. The Isn't harmonies it? that he does from like oh. later on after this record, they're straight oh, it's up blatant. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Sidonia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a lost Queen B side. Yeah. But once again, visiting like the these that video there, I got a horse. They're like horse. They got it's like uh, the shoot out of the OK Corral or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They like the cowboy. British boys love cowboys. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a phase they go through. Yeah, I'm, it happened to you too. So the Irish get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just the UK. yeah, it's just that island. If you're on that island, cowboys are coming into your world every now and then. Yeah, they're exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I like how big the drums are too. They hits the four yeah. times. I think uh, Arcade Fire would kind of. Oh, know, they love this shit. As a cage. For sure. Nah, whatever that is, is on the bass. It's wall, wall, wall. It's huge. Violin run is very Arcade Fire too. Yeah. See, Arcade Fire was up. Uh, Neon Bible, man. Not in 2001. Oh yeah, what do you Neon Bible? 
maybe uh, maybe funeral? What? Maybe that'd be at a similar time as this. Probably. That that's a solid ending. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just just short of a cha cha cha. Oh my god! That's rather definitive. Yeah, they, when they wrote that, they knew that was going on the end of the album for <laughs> sure. Probably the last session they recorded too. Fucking had to go to mic work. up that church organ, man. Yeah. What do you mic the room? I guess. have to. I don't know. You know, you, maybe. Uh, this, this one's a little bit closer to the fucking... I mean, yeah, if they're installed there, then there's got to be a place that is designed to have good sound somewhere in the room. Yeah, it's right. like in that room. It's not meant right. to be mic'd or whatever. They, so. they didn't build the room and then say, you yeah, know what we yeah. need? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they probably know the spot, like the sweet spot. Sit a fucking mic right there. <laughs> Dude, it sounded better in the store. <laughs> You could probably find that on YouTube. I was, like I was saying earlier, they they're really good about doing documenting the making of their albums. Yeah, and uh, usually each album is accompanied with like a forty five minute little behind the scenes deal. And I think I remember seeing him playing that pipe organ. Nice. It was maybe it was two stories. I might have been fronting earlier. Either way, a <laughs> pipe organ starts at fucking big and it goes from there <laughs> was no calliope <laughs> uh final thoughts gentlemen on this album you know what i'm coming around to it a little bit more with um as far as it being better or worse than the first album mm. but man that first album i like some of the uh i think say less production but um it's just different sounds i think they hit this this album starts the first three songs has got the, just that intro. Whether for a minute and a half or twenty five seconds, it's like that beat again, that beat again. It, but again, they're, they're I think their music's really rhythmic. Uh, why wouldn't their song um, you know placement have those kind of patterns as well? Maybe I'm reading into it too much or whatnot. But that first album feels fresh, and this album I want to hear where they're going next. Mm-hmm. Like Dave said, you're gonna enjoy gonna, it where they went next. You know, like, yeah, and I'm excited to go on the journey. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to fucking um, definitely see them again live, yeah. and get, maybe learn a little more about their personalities. I, I'm not. I have no idea by listening to this, other than their influences that I, I'm just imagining anyway, musically. Um, uh, I, I don't know where they're coming from. I'm not sure what they're singing about. Um, Sometimes I don't like the way he rhymes you with do. Put some stink on it, you know? Yeah! Yeah! Um, but I, I, they're also uh, undeniable of being fucking talented. And, um, yeah, you know, I think this I mean, it's a good album. It's not a bad album. of their Grand Slam. I think they're one of the few bands that put together four good ones in a row. Yeah. Well, I, are you are you including Second Law in that? No, no. no. That goes... Uh, Origin of Symmetry, yeah. Absolution, Black Holes. Oh, what's the next one? And then that's the one with the big... Resistance? Uh, resistance, yeah. Okay, yeah, I would debate you on that. But resistance? I'm not a fan of that one, but... Yeah, well, you, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> both, both of you discounting uh, showbiz. I, I, I don't, do. I wouldn't put that in the... As, as, in the top pantheon? No. Okay. Personally, yeah. Okay. 
You like that? It's one. not. I don't, well, it's not I'm, like I'm kind of fresh on the it's scene like with that honey. one. It's like Pablo Honey. It's not. It's not like oh wow, like you should bury this and no one should ever hear yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It just doesn't. In Did light it, of everything that came after, yeah, it, just, it, it gets it left quite. in the wake. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Opiate does that with Tool, but For sure. I, I like a lot of tunes on that album. I like the flow of the album and all that. Mm. But you know, you got to be in a certain mood to spin that one. Um, I could I could see Showbiz falling into that if only just for the title of that fucking album alone. I don't know why you're calling it Showbiz. It's I like fucking, it. It's good. Come <laughs> up with something better. Muscle Museum's a good song. Oh, fun fact: the word that lies between muscle and museum in the dictionary. Uh. Use. Oh, oh, so there smart you go, guys. Uh, they're clever, <laughs> clever boys. All right, I was wondering why that was called Muscle Museum. I try not to think too hard on it. Well, yeah, it's I said hard, on heavy. It. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's like I said, I go back and forth whether I like this one, or the next one better, but I, it's better than anything they've done in the last ten years for certain. Oh yeah. And what do you think, man? I I like this record. Because you see the makings of the two albums that come after that and none of the stuff that comes after that. (laughs) So, like, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's the very, the sort of the un, un, gosh, how do you word that? So, basically, it's like an uncut gem, I guess you'd say. It's not, there's lots of shit wrong with it. Yeah, Diamond in the Rough. Lots of shit wrong with it, of course. They overplay a lot. There's lots of extra shit in there that doesn't need to be there. Lots of flexing, yeah. But like we said, they're like twenty something years old. They they got a big dick to throw around. Fucking throw it on the table, (laughs) and they did that shit. I don't don't, right now because I've probably been listening to this record a lot. uh, I'd call it their best, personally. Uh, I I I think it's their best. only narrowly defeating the the one that comes after this absolution, but yeah, I'm, I'm into it fully. Nice. Yeah. What are we gonna What are we gonna do next week? Fuck, man, I don't know. You want to switch up? Go from we've been doing a lot of rock and fucking. I gotta stop cursing, man. I really do. Fucking. I saw your note over there. I gotta write a note to myself. Yeah. Fucking. No <laughs> 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 This this <laughs> listening to this and because we're doing this season with second albums, I was like really engaged. Fucking listen to it a few times, and the second time I'm listening to it, I was like, I need to start jumping back and forth between their first album, second albums. I got to see where these people are coming from, even if I'm just making the story up in my head, which mm-hmm. is no problem. I loved the comparison. Yeah. I loved jumping back and forth and how engaging it was. So. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got more facts like that, but not on this episode. Well, maybe we'll hear about it on the next episode. Thanks for being here, Dave. You're welcome. Smoke weed every day.